Thank you for listening to Papercut Podcast, bringing you evocative interviews with local creatives every week from hometown heroes to hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place to see live music in Winnipeg for over 30 years. very special episode of Paper Cup Podcast. My name is Jerry Gauthier. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here at the 51st Festival de Voyager. We had a chance to catch up with some really amazing local artists, which includes Luke Annette, Ariel Posen, Steph Blondell-Johnson, and Wayne Stranger. This is our first week of coverage, and we're extremely happy to be back here again this year. And to kick it off, here's our interview with Wayne Stranger. All right, uh, welcome to Paper Cup Podcast. My name is Jerry Gauthier. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Wayne Stranger. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you're doing at Festival this year? Uh, um, well, I'm from Pegwas First Nation, and I started doing artwork probably as, as a kid, drawing, and then graduated into three-dimensional stuff about uh, 30 years ago, doing soft stone carvings, and then moved up in the last three years to doing bronze sculptures. And yeah, just, uh, I'm here now uh, working with snow, or have worked with snow. Yeah. You've worked with snow before? Never. Never, so this is your first time. I've been a snowman a few times, <laughs> but that, that was it, that was the extent of it. I've never done anything on this scale before. So how do you practice leading up to this? Uh, being a sculptor had a lot to do with it. And uh, just I just sort of, uh, the process was the same as when I do stone carving. And I start with a, a block, make some lines, and just chip away at the stuff that you don't need. And it's the same process here. It's a subtractive process, carving. So. And have you made a carving that is similar to what you've done here today? Yeah, uh, that was the influence for this, and it was uh, a piece that I did in 2003 while I was a student at U of M, and I did a bronze of uh, Sundance Story, uh, and I call it Return from the Mountain, where it's uh, like a, a buffalo uh, with her calf uh, coming out of a stone structure of sorts, yeah. Fantastic. So you, you said you worked this one in 2003. Is it the exact same or no, did you make well, this, any changes? This is like version 2.0. 2.0? Yeah, because okay. the, the original in bronze was about 16 inches high and left a footprint about uh, 6 by 12. And, uh, and it only had one calf, a mother and calf type thing. Well, this one's got four, four little ones and then the mother in the middle. Okay. Um, we noticed on the signage that uh, your son, Jordan, it also worked with you on this project. How did he help you uh, with this? Uh, his influence and then just seeing his artwork everywhere here. He was here. He was very busy here in spirit. Got kind of cold one day and said, I got to go. He wasn't dressed for it. So <laughs> and that's what I was trying to tell people. If you're coming, and that's what my post was, if you're going to come here, dress for it. I'll welcome anybody to help. It doesn't matter. So even if you just kind of went like this with some sandpaper, which is kind of neat because this is the very first time I have ever used sandpaper on snow. Oh, so yeah, tell us about that, some of the materials that's, that you use. That's how you get the smooth finish. It's big, sandpaper. big honkers. You use sandpaper. I thought they were pulling my leg one because these guys here have had no experience. They put two volunteers with me that have been with the festival a combined 30 plus years. Yeah. And then uh, they had all the nice, wonderful tools. Uh, some of them are custom made tools for cutting into the snow. Some of them we could use to make big chunks, blocking they call it. Yeah. And then when you get to the, you rough it out and you get to the finer detail, you use the, the really sharp stuff. Like you could, uh, you could uh, do some damage with those things pretty sharp. So custom made tools. And then when we got down to our finished detail, then we used the, uh, 
it's like a big uh, file, I guess, a big tea. Yeah. And then you get it down and you use sandpaper on it. Wow. And it gives it that, that nice smooth, it's like a, a marble-like finish almost. Interesting. It looks incredibly smooth. Yeah. So you said uh, you were working with a lot of the other artists. Do yeah. you guys kind of help each other out with inspiration, yeah. with any tips, tricks, because you're all kind of new yeah. to this medium, right? Yeah, I'm new to it, and all I was doing was looking across and seeing what everybody else was doing. <laughs> and then we would share tools. The, the festival provided uh, a box of tools anyways, okay. but a lot of these sculptors would like uh, kind of make their own and whatever worked best for them. And some had some really nice custom-made saws, you know, by hand, you know, the, you know, the old, uh, had here wow. the next one wow. so i was thinking where do you guys get that and he said oh you just keep looking around he goes and apparently um they share they sometimes gift their tools to to other artists you know so it's like they make their way around yeah wow yeah so it's a, like a, it's a community yeah it yeah. is yeah very i'm finding that it's very tight-knit you know and uh guys try they travel all over so so is this a medium you would like to keep doing in the future yeah. if you had the opportunity yeah because uh, one of the one of the more experienced guys come and kind of drop drop me a little bit of information, a little bit of advice, and he says, "You know what?" He says, "You're probably going to fall in love with this," and I think I have. Uh -huh. And what what the way he summarized it all, he said, "From him being a sculptor himself, he does bronze works himself." He said, "You know what? You're never going to find a medium any easier to remove than snow." Yeah, I guess so, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you can just nudge it. Just yeah, and just you know, yeah, and it's gone. But how do you feel about the concept of now when the warmer weather comes through, that piece of art isn't there anymore? Do you do you struggle with it not having any kind of permanence? No, no. You We're, like this? It's back to nature, right. back to nature, and then it's ecologically friendly. That's you know? true. Yeah, and uh, you know it's just that that cycle of life, right? Everything kind of goes in that, that that cycle where it just returns back to the earth, and that's the best thing. So I have a question. There's tons of people from all over the world here that are doing sculptures, and I noticed that Pegwis First Nation has a flag, and I didn't know that Pegwis had a flag. Do you? Yep. What do those colors all mean? Oh, so on the top of the flag, you got yellow, you got green in the middle, blue, and a red circle. And the red circle is like time immemorial for as long as the sun shines in the yellow, the green, and, and the, the green, the grass grows, and the blue, the river flows. Our treaties will be honored. So our, our community has flag. I don't know about other First Nation communities. I'm pretty sure some might, but I'm not too familiar with them. Yep. That's incredible. And now it's just represented here with you and with Jordan. So yep. much represented yep. representation here at Festival, especially this year, yep. which is so, so incredible. Thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else? that is it your festi first festival? Uh, second one. First one was like 30 years ago. I can wow. barely remember. And is it different yeah. than yeah. you remember? Were you expecting way, something different? Way bigger. And uh, yeah, and like I just came in and sort of visited and left. Yeah. But now I'm hanging around and yeah, you know, yeah. experiencing this and that. Bought a lot of food, ate a lot of good stuff there. Awesome. Met are you a lot of good people. Are you going to be checking out any music tonight? I think so, yeah. If I can get in one of the tents, some of them get pretty <laughs> yeah, the big lineups. Yeah. As, yeah. as, as soon as the band starts tuning up, everybody does the rush to the door and then the lineup starts. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you, Wayne. And thank, thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with us on Papercut, Papercut Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Up next, here's our interview with Luke Gannett. My name is Jared Gocher. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here on location, Festival de Voyager, with Luke Gannett. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Luke Gannett. I'm the Assistant Technical Director of Festival, and I'm also playing tonight, too. And who are you playing with? 
Uh, Sir Luke and the Dukes. So it's a group that I've run and lead with and unfortunately got named oh. after. Why <laughs> unfortunate? Well, it was just kind of like a joke between the guitar player because I kind of just started spearheading everything, but who names a band after the bass player? <laughs> but you're the leader of the band. No, not just even so, the front person. I'm not even the front person, yeah. So we <laughs> really? We have two lead vocalists. I just play bass and hang out on the back. And you get to be a sir. Somehow. <laughs> so you have a really beautiful, wow, whole outfit. We got a plaid festival button. And what's this here? Yeah, my dad yeah. found this in the cupboard. It's a festival old retro sweet shirt that he had in his closet from a long time ago. I went to a thrift store and they had like a bucket of buttons for like a dollar each. So I just picked up a whole bunch of them. Really? Awesome, so man. has your family been going to Festival for a long time? That's like an OG shirt. Yeah, yeah. like typical French-Canadian thing. You end up coming here nonstop our entire lives since it started. So then when did you start, start getting involved with the festival yourself? Uh, I volunteered in high school a bunch, and then I played since high school, so probably like 10 years. And then I started actually working at Festival in the office uh, last year. Okay. Do you think it's funny when people go Festival? Anglicize it? Yeah. yeah. No, whatever. Okay. You say it however you want. It's so yeah. funny because, like, we're going to festival, festival, and then when mm. you hear someone click into the French and out of French, when they right. say. Franglish, right? Franglish. Franglish, yeah. Franglish. Yeah, and it's so interesting how um, the MCs are so good at what they do. They can just. They can speak entirely in French. And I don't understand French, but I know when I'm supposed to cheer. They're just so good at what they do. And then it's just like you're in. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you're doing, you're 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 gonna be joining in on that. Yeah, it's the inflections too. You can figure that out with like a lot of language. It seems like. You know. So, as someone who is part of festival, how do you explain this festival to people who have never been before? Oh man, that's a tough question. Uh, that's what we do. Something that's to what we do, figure so. out in the middle of winter. Like everyone's down and sad, and that's just kind of what they needed something to pick them up. So, a lot like it wasn't uncommon for voyagers and fur traders to drink enormous amounts in the winter because they just had nothing else going on. They're just stuck in a house. It really warms you up. It does somehow. <laughs> I don't know the science. Yeah. We're not scientists. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of drinking, are you are you into caribou? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you do? Yeah, got a bottle in my trailer right now. Fantastic. <laughs> and do you have that in the home all the time? Is that your poison? Do they sell it year-round? Yeah, you can oh. buy it at the LC for sure. I never knew this. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I strictly thought it was like a celebratory, like, like they only did a certain amount. Like eggnog. I thought it was eggnog. Oh. Caribou yeah, sangrias in the summer are amazing. Caribou wow. sangrias. That's the recipe. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's Elise Roller coming to say <laughs> But a special guest drop in. This at least. Festival is you have to either wear a balaclava or be really mean to your friends, or else you'll full out. You bump into every people nonstop, yeah. Yeah. and that's the case for you probably. Yeah. How do you get work done when you know everyone here? <laughs> give yourself time. Yeah. You know, you want to say hi to everyone. Everyone, all of your friends are in one place. So. And are they all going to be coming to see you play tonight? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a big group out. Uh, we have like, we used to do a regular gig at uh, like a bar in St. Boniface and all of the college kids from the U University of St. Boniface used to come oh, yeah. and that crowd they as soon as they found out we were playing at Festival they like got super excited so they're gonna bring all their buds 
And at St. Boniface University, University to St. Boniface, <laughs> uh, is that like the local watering hole? Is that kind of where everybody goes? Little garage? Is that the place? Yeah, that was at the time we did that. Um, so they had like chansonniers, so they did like a sing-along at the college. And then after the sing-along, they would all come from the, the college straight to Garage to come see us and drink with us till two in the morning. Sing-along? That was like, like... What songs are you singing? It was just like, they... <laughs> had that at like the college. It wasn't us that did it. Um, oh, okay. It was just like old French songs that everyone kind of knows. Just, and have you seen them pop up? Heard them pop up at the festival? Some of those like old. The song, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's stuff that like we sang when we were all in high school and stuff like that, or elementary school and stuff. And you it's went to a great. French elementary school? I went to yeah, I went to immersion school. I went to Bellevue. Oh, with Jared, actually. Oh. <laughs> That's how we know each other. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so this, um, we're talking to you on the first weekend. What would you say you're most excited for on the second weekend? Five Alarm Funk. Five Definitely. Yeah. Um, Friday or Saturday? Both days. Go see them as much as possible. On the Thursday, Clane Friends are going to be playing too. That's going to be their last day in Winnipeg. I would definitely see that. That's in River Rouge as well. And what and type of music is that? Uh, Clane Friends is going to be like, mo they're going to be doing original stuff. They're from Quebec. It's going to be some nice like funk stuff, just great dance stuff. They're really, really great guys. They're playing tonight too in the snow tent. Fantastic. Nice. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you so much, Luke. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you for, for cutting deep, deep with us on Paper Guy Podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Here's our interview with Ariel Posen. Okay, welcome to Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with, ooh, how do you pronounce your first name? Ariel. Ariel Posen. Ariel Posen. Posen. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a guy from Winnipeg, musician, guitar player, singer, songwriter guy. Yeah, happy to be playing in Winnipeg. With brand new accolades, what can you explain that to us? Do you what accolades? You know which one I'm talking about. The big one. Weren't you top ten guitarist? I may world? have been voted in a thing, yeah. But eh, whatever. <laughs> where, but yeah. Where were you when you found out that news? Like were you um, in I think I was at home I was here in Winnipeg. I was working on my new record actually. Just this was in December. And uh, a friend in the UK sent it to me. Oh. And said, Hey look, you're on this and I said, Huh. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Was, it, was it a nice like motivation? Like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go back in the studio and, and crank this out or not really. I mean to be honest, like I I don't give a shit about stuff like that at all. This is not why I do this. But the fact that it was voted by people. Yeah, that's super cool. That was like, okay, you know what? Uh, the fact that some people cared enough to rally behind and vote and put me in there. That's that's what mattered to me. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's nice. It's uh, more of a people's choice than a financially motivated or a coerced yeah. vote. You were because these lists they don't mean anything because one person's top ten list of this is going to be different to someone else. It, it's all personal preference. It's like vegetables, you know. Oh, well, we prefer you in the top ten. Well, thank you. Yeah, we like it better. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I tend to downplay it. It was very cool, and I'm very flattered by it. But yeah, no, it's all good. So. Okay. Are you going to be showing off some of those chops tonight? Tell us a bit about no. Festival. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> describe your set tonight. It's gonna. To, this is going to be coming out after your set. So describe what your set was like. Um, <laughs> well, tonight's a special treat because I have a dear friend of mine, uh, Mr. Sean Vero. He plays in a band called Widemouth Mason, who I mean I grew up watching when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> along with Ego Spank. These guys. No. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really trying not to make myself sound super young, which I'm not. Ego Spank or, is opening for you, is that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've come full circle. Uh, 
But no, we're, we're just going to play my set. We're going to play my show, my tunes, uh, play some new material from the new record, and Sean's going to join us for the set, which will be fun just to have a different voice on there, and Sean will do a couple tunes as well, and it'll just have a silly old time. It'll be yeah. good. And how long have you been coming to Festival? Uh, I think my first festival I played was maybe 2008 or 9. Oof! That was... 2009. Sorry. So long ago. That was, was only 11 years ago. <laughs> that was playing, right? Playing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I ever attended before my first gig. Really? Yeah. And that was back in the day... Ugh, jeez. <laughs> You're already dating yourself. I don't want to... Can I swear on this? Like, is yeah. it okay? Oh, okay. yeah, we're a swearing podcast. You okay. know who made it a swearing podcast? Right. Alexa Dirks. Okay. Fully, it wasn't before that, and then she just. I always want to make. I always ask before. I don't want to be that guy. Anyways, I don't want to sound that old, you know. You're but right. um, that was back in the day when you would literally have, as a musician, uh, like everyone would have twenty-five fucking gigs. Yeah. Which was cool, but I gotta say, like uh, Julian, who's the artistic director, is a dear friend of mine. I applaud him very much for turning what was already a successful great festival into like he leveled up each year he levels up more into turning it into a, like a legitimate festival like a contender against other festivals it's a real it's not you know it, it's there's a bigger picture here and he's done such a great job mm-hmm. uh, so yeah my first one 2009 i think it was maybe 2010 but and it was were you playing as yourself who were you playing with no I, actually <laughs> actually oddly enough no i was i've been I'm making a career as just a guitar player, so right. I was playing with a million people always. But my first ever festival, the past artistic artistic director, uh, was a bit of a fan, and he booked me for two gigs under my own name, which at that time I was never doing that uh, at the Snow Bar. So we were playing like four sets, like you know, we, we would do the the shift tomorrow, the Louis Riel day, yeah, two to six. And the then shift. We, the shift, <laughs> did the proper shift. Yeah. Um, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, I did two shows. They were gigs. You know, there's a difference between a show and a gig. What is the, the difference? difference? We What's need the to difference? Know, yeah. Well, what we're about to do is a show. Yeah. It's a show. It's a concert. When you're when you <laughs> when you go and do four sets and you play it play for a bit, get off stage and get a drink and then you're hanging out. It's like playing in a bar. That's a gig to me. Right. You know, that's the difference between a concert and a gig. Is that like a green room? Is that the difference? Uh, <laughs> like a place to like lay your head in between if, if you want. There's a couch. <laughs> yeah, if there's a couch, typ- it's a show. Yeah. Typically, you're not going to be sitting in a green. No, there. You know, if you're playing like a club, like if you're in the cover scene and you're playing fucking cowboys or something like yeah. that, there is a green room there for you. But that's a gig. That's a gig. Yeah. You know, but a concert typically has a green room. But I've played many concerts without okay, a green can room. Can we play yeah. a quick game here? Yeah. I'm going to say ve- a venue name, and you tell me show or gig. Okay. Okay. Pantages Playhouse. Oh, concert, for sure. Concert, that's or a show. show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Handsome Daughter. Show, for sure. That's oh. a show. That that being said, I've I say that because I've only ever done shows there, like concerts, nice. like I've you know, like This is a rapid play. I've done like CD <laughs> CD releases or something like that. Right. Sorry, I'm, but I'm like elaborating. King's head. Gig. Gig. That's a, yeah, that's okay. Big time. Can you yeah. guess a gig? Um Sam's Place. On Henderson? Ooh, deep cut. That is a deep cut. I think I've only played there once or twice. Uh, years a gig? ago. Gig, yeah. Uh, gig. But no, no, concert, that's a show. Because it was like a, it was a special <laughs> event. Okay. It was a special event. Okay. I'd say like Garage Cafe. Yeah. At least my decade of playing there is like, 
gig. That's gig, right? That's right. three okay. sets a night. So if you you're can there get a, a, a pint and a, like a good burger or something, it's most likely a gig, <laughs> yeah. right? But a lot of, I mean, depending what your touring market is and like the kind of venues you play, you will play a lot of places that you can get a pint and a burger at, which is totally fine too. But it's really the vibe of the show. It's when you have to take a break, it becomes less concerty to me. I, I, I am a firm believer in the no set break. I just play a concert. Uh, in a lot of places, yeah, you can play theaters, of course, and like they want an intermission, and that's a show. I don't know, like I'm digging myself into a, a meaningless hole here. <laughs> well, it, it came full circle because you started off playing gigs, and now you have a concert that you're about to go that's, perform. There you go. So, Trust me, I still <laughs> play many gigs. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ariel. My pleasure. Thanks for and, having me. And uh, thank, thank you, you for cutting, cutting deep, deep with, with us on Papercut Paper Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. And finally, our interview with Steph Blondel Johnson. Welcome to Paper Cup Podcast. My name is Sherrod Gocher. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here in the M- Bell MTS tent with Steph Blondell Johnson. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey y'all, um, I'm Steph, I sing in mise en scene, and I write songs with mise en scene, and I'm an all-around badass, and um, you know, just happy to be here kind of gal. Nice. So you guys are playing tonight, obviously, uh, Sunday night. Uh, describe, because this is going to be coming out after, describe your set. What is your set like tonight? Oh my gosh, okay, tonight it's looking like a little bit of the good oldies and some newbies. So we've got some new tunes we're kicking out for everyone tonight, which I'm so excited about. So we're doing a lot of new stuff. Some good old classics, which need to be done. And yeah, we're just ready to rock out. I'm just so excited to play right now. It's a good crowd tonight. And what is your crowd expectation? What do you, how do you want the crowd to feel when they're watching you play? Um, I don't have any really, ex- I don't have any expectations now of the crowd. I have to just put myself out there and just kind of put out my own vibe and then either they pick it up or they put it down. And, and why, so, is this yeah. like a, a, a seasoned musician type? Well, if I, if I based my whole life on how the crowd reacted, I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> I think everybody would have, because you know, there are times where you're showing up and like, it's like a black hole you're performing into, but always at festival, it's, that's not usually the case. It's always, it's always great people. People are, are curious, they want to check out new music, they want to see who the local people are, and they're usually a very attentive crowd. So I'm never worried about playing at festival because it's always great people. Everyone's here with a sense of community and a sense of patriotism and a way that us Winnipeggers, we need that, you know? We need a little bit of hey-ho every now and then. Yeah, so exactly. it's it's good. Like, I always love playing festival for that reason. So this is, you said, maybe third year, but second in a row in MTS 10. For, for sure, sure, second yeah. in a row, that yeah, with MTS. And then we've definitely played a handful of times by now, I think. God, we've been a band for a long time. I forget that sometimes. How long? Um, oh my gosh, almost Would 10 years. Spot, yeah. <laughs> almost 10 years? Oh my God. Wow, yeah. We were both still in high school. Oh my god. Oh my god. I I can't handle that. (laughs) Oh my god. No, what kills me when people have birth certificates or their driver's license with 2000 on it. I'm like, I can't with you anymore. I have to go. I have to excuse myself from this conversation. I fully, the other day, I said Jenny from the block when I had a bunch of like youth working for me, for me, and I said like, this came out in like 2003, and they're like, I was born in 2003. Yeah, and no one knew Jenny from the block. 
There's a problem happening in our society when people do not know Jenny from the Block. Will Mise-en-Scene do a Jenny from the Block next year Ooh. if you come back? It's, to you know what? It's on our list of, tr- okay. of songs to cover. Um, I'm just trying to get my swag, really, with it. Um, yeah. I'm the one who's holding up the team, really. <laughs> right. I don't have enough J-Lo swag right now. I gotta yeah. work on that. So it's yeah. my fault. Jody's got the j Jody's got J-Lo swag. I do not have J-Lo swag. I like J-Do, right? Dunlop? J-Do. 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 Ooh, very French. It is. Say Francais. <laughs> say okay. Francais. Yeah. Francais, yeah. say okay. So yeah. was your first festival with, with the band, or was it before? Were you going years before? Oh, no. we're. It's always been mise-en-scene for me. Um, yeah, so it's always just been mise-en-scene playing at but festival. What your first festival was playing? Or oh, did you go as oh like no, a, no. I went when I was a kid. Um, sorry, when my, my best friend growing up was Francais, and uh, we would go with her dad, and... We wore the scarves and we did the whole thing. It was super fun. So no, I've been here as a child and it's just a wonderful festival. Like again, like we're so lucky to have this kind of cultural festival in our town. It's great. Last question, what's your favorite food here? Oh man, that's not fair. Like there's a really good borscht. Borscht? Borscht. Oh, I'll take that. Um, I'll take a borscht any day. Yeah, I know I like it, but I like it at like Ukrainian at grandma's house yeah. and at, at, at 12 Bama's. noon. You were maybe 11.30 in early lunch. I was eating pierogies <laughs> earlier. You <laughs> can bring your own food. Like <laughs> <laughs> I did bring pierogies. Uh, well, listen, like, I'm, I used to live in Montreal, so I'm Ooh. a big fan of just poutine in any form. So yeah. cheese curds are my life. So I would say anything with a cheese curd, I'm, I'm a happy we girl. We will quote you on that. Yeah, I'm so I'm a, I actually am a happy girl with cheese curds. So you can, you know, if Squeakers wants to endorse the band, um, Bothwell, I know you're there. I know you're listening. Uh, squeakers, mise on scene, let's collab. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll set it up. We'll yeah, set we'll set that up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So much. We'll do that. All right. Thanks, you guys. Really hey, ho. It. Hey, ho. And? Thank you for cutting deep with us on Papercut Podcast. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the first week of coverage at the 51st Annual Festival de Voyager. Stay tuned all week. Uh, we're going to be dropping photos. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Papercut Winnipeg. You can follow our photographer, Matt Kleisinger, on Instagram at Kleisty. And you can follow us all week on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in to the first week of our coverage here at the 51st Annual Festival de Voyager. We look forward to seeing you next week. Hey ho!